You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We have a good book to share with you today. Well, actually, we have an author to share with you today. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, Pastor Brian Davies. He's author of Connected to Christ, Overcoming Isolation Through Community from Concordia Publishing House. He's pastor of Lord of Glory Lutheran Church in Grays Lake, Illinois, and also serves as chaplain for the Grays Lake Fire Department. Pastor Davies, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Hey, Andy, Sarah, thanks so much for having me. Man, I like that. He's already had like four cups of coffee, I bet. He's got some energy ready to talk about a great book. Pastor Davies, your book, Connected to Christ, Overcoming Isolation Through Community, had a chance to peruse it a little bit. And I have some great questions. Well, I think they're great questions about community and uh, why you wrote this book, who who you had in mind as you were writing this book. Let's start with community. Yeah. What, let's, let's, um, Let's work from the same lexicon here. What is uh, what is true community? Well, great question. Community to me is the power that you get, the sense, the feeling you get when you are hanging with other human beings and you're laughing and you're sharing good stories and you're asking good questions and you're listening and you're just drawing strength from being with other people. It's the power of human relationships, and I call it community. So what does God's Word teach us? Why does God's Word teach us about the place of community in our lives? Yeah, it's a great question, Sarah. And as I started to delve into this topic of community, it just oozes in the scriptures. I mean, from God looking at his creation and saying, it is not good for you to be alone. I'm wiring you to be in community, Adam and Eve, to the tribes, to the disciples being sent two by two uh, in the New Testament, to the vision that Jesus gives in Revelation of every tribe, tongue, land joined together in ultimate community in heaven. From Genesis to Revelation, community is woven in the scriptures. So it's it's in the scriptures, it's woven in the scriptures. God intends for us to live in community and true community. And you unpack that quite a bit in your book, um, what that looks like. Let's talk about what community, what's happened to that sense of community. What's happened to the sense of community in the wider culture and within the church as well? Yeah. Andy, it's not just me, right? <laughs> I mean, we're seeing <laughs> problems with community all over the place, which really was the uh, the driver of the book, was looking at, holy cow, we're living in a culture that's increasingly isolated, increasingly divided, and increasingly tribal. I shared this story a, a little while ago when I was going to have a conversation with somebody else, but... Uh, I'm aware of a retired men's golf league. Uh, they have tee times for a group of 40 guys. They have 10 tee times stacked one after another. It's a beautiful expression of community because they rotate who plays with who. Different guys play with different guys, and they play every week. Beautiful, right? Well, last fall in September or October, 
they actually had to divide up into two separate groups. Want to take a guess what was happening last fall that divided them? The election. So the Republicans oh. were going to play with the Republicans, yeah. and the Democrats were going to play with the Democrats. And it's like, holy cow. But that's just a sign of where we're at in culture now, that we have put people into different camps. You're either in this camp or that camp based on what hummus you like or what chicken sandwich <laughs> you like or what pillow you like. Um, and we've all kind of become increasingly divided, increasingly tribal. That's resulting in increased levels of anxiety, increased levels of isolation. And I think COVID then only magnified that challenge exponentially. Mm-hmm. How do we see that in, in our congregational life, in our church life as well? Well, I mourn it, Sarah, whenever it emerges in the church, um, because there's no place for it in Christ's church. And that's really the, 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 one of the drivers of the book, which is the church ought to be a stream in the desert of culture. Um, if culture is becoming increasingly tribal, increasingly divisive, um, increasingly divided, the church ought to be at least one sanctuary where such habits and practices and thoughts don't have a foothold. So first, let's say that ought not happen in the church. The church ought to be a safe place for you, regardless of your educational backgrounds, your job, your political leanings, even your chicken sandwich selection. Everyone has a place and a space at the table in the church. It ought not be in the church for number one. Number two, we need to recognize that as sinful human beings, we're going to be tempted to go there. The evil one is going to want to seek to kill and divide and destroy. That's what the evil one does. Um, So first we need to repent of the fact that it does have a foothold in our church. But then I think we want to be a people who build bridges with one another. So one thing we taught our congregation to say over the summer, um, as we realized that divisiveness over COVID was becoming increasingly prevalent, that we ought to have kind of a line that we say over and over. And this is what we taught our church to say, um, kind of like as a talking point. And it was this, interesting, I don't see that the same way you do but I'm still glad we're friends (laughs) or interesting. I don't see that the same way you do, but I'm still glad we're family. You know, we got to be able to say that. And I think we can say that as a church. Hmm. So why a book on community? Tell us a little bit about the background of this book. Um, Well, I think first of all, Concordia Publishing House was so awesome to work with. Huge shout out to our friends at Concordia Publishing House. They recognized the issue pre-COVID because, you know, writing a book is a journey of many (laughs) months slash years. So this was not a like, hey, let's see this. Let's write this because it's happening in COVID. This was in the works years in the making. I think Concordia recognized, hey, we've got a problem. I was in a working on a different project with them and they invited me to shift gears to this topic. And I'm really glad it was God's plan that we did because Concordia and I and others are recognizing the power of Christian community, boom, but then also the challenge of what's happening in our modern culture right now. 
that thankfully, once again, God's word speaks too. So in all these situations, you know, sometimes people think the Bible is this outdated, irrelevant book. Well, here comes God's word speaking directly into the challenges our culture is presently experiencing. Mm-hmm. Who did you have in mind when you were writing this book? Were there people you were thinking about, uh, people you were writing for when you were writing through and researching for this book? Absolutely, I did. And I do that every time I preach. In fact, when I'm writing sermons, I put names of people I'm thinking about at the top. Because this is not just a book in abstract. This is a book that's meant to be a blessing to real people. So number one, the audience was, hey, all the people kind of that I'm rubbing shoulders with in the community where I live, who may, may, may not have a church home of their own, kind of have a preconceived notion about what a church is. Um, I wanted them to see the church in a new lens. I wanted them to see the church as a place where, regardless of your personal history, your spiritual background, your political leanings, that actually God makes a space and a place at the table for every single human being. And that in the gospel, the power of the gospel, you are brought into relationship with God through Jesus Christ, unconditional love and grace delivered to us. We're brought into community with God through Jesus, and we are then brought into community with one another, and it's called the Christian church. How do you envision the reader using this book? I noticed there are some some questions at the end of each chapter as well. Yeah, I wanted the book to be in essence, a community building endeavor as well. Like you don't just read it in isolation, but the goal would be that you'd get a group of people to say, hey, we're experiencing this culturally. Let's read this quick book. And by the way, if you've seen it, Andy and Sarah, it's quite small. Um, You can read it in a few sittings. Um, And it's designed that way because I think we're we're pulled in so many directions. I wanted to, I wanted to be a real quick, easy read. It's a lot of stories in the book. Um, I don't think it's incredibly theologically heavy. I think it's very accessible for someone who doesn't have a huge biblical foundation background. So really the vision would be read a chapter, reflect with others on some of the questions. It's a great small group resource. If you're in a small group Bible study or want to form a small group Bible study, this is a great way to start. So only a few chapters, each chapter has a few questions and it's designed really to facilitate community as you're reading it. Mm-hmm. So as we get together with community and study this book and dig into God's word, what do we learn about uh, how Christ helps us overcome this segmentation, this this isolation that we find ourselves living even more so in right now? Yeah, I think what the beauty is, is as we as you get into the book, I think you'll be challenged to think about all the ways in which um, division and divisiveness are the air that we're breathing. It's very normative and normal for us right now. Unfortunately, like we hear a story of a men's golf league splitting into two groups. And I think a lot of people kind of shrug their shoulders at that. Like, yeah, that's normal. Well, here's the book that says, no, that's not normal. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Let's think and live differently. Let's sit and listen and ask questions and learn from one another. Uh, Let's be in community with one another. Let's laugh together. Let's grow together. And let's find out that as much as the evil one wants to steal and kill and destroy and divide, Christ brings us into relationship with him and with one another. And it's a beautiful thing. 
Where can we find Connected to Christ, Overcoming Isolation Through Community? Yeah, uh, cph.org backslash community. You can go there right now and you'll see a lot of resources that are available for the book. Um, I'll be working on some videos for each chapter. So if you're, that's forthcoming uh, in the coming weeks, those will be released. So if you're using it in a small group Bible study, you'll you have that as well. And in addition, I'll be doing a sermon series if a church wants to use this kind of over the summer as we're coming out of a COVID cocoon and want mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, learn as a congregation together about God's vision for community. There'll be a sermon series coming. That'll all be at cph.org backslash community. Very good. Our guest today, the Reverend Brian Davies, Connected to Christ, Overcoming Isolation Through Community, available from Concordia Publishing House, cph.org. He's also pastor of Lord of Glory Lutheran Church in Grays Lake, Illinois, and chaplain for the Grays Lake Fire Department. Pastor Davies, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Andy, thank you so much. Sarah, thanks so much. And listeners, have a great day. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. 